Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. L-M-F-M. The 11 to 1 show. Balloons popping, smashed cake, screaming children. Yes, sometimes I just dread the kids' birthday party. We had a milestone over the weekend. More on that after Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, girls just want to have fun. How are we getting on this Monday morning? Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch 086-1800-658. Christy has been on WhatsApp to say... Sinead, just to let you know, I'll be able to listen to you now every morning. I've just retired from Fingal County Council after 45 years on the bins in swords and cutting the grass in Balbriggan. He retired on the 10th of May. Christy, first of all, great to have you on board. Congratulations on the retirement. The fact that you're able to listen in every day now is great, but, you know, I feel pressure. I feel a little bit of pressure. I'm not going to lie. You know, it has to, I have to deliver the goods. You know, so uh, I hope I do. But uh, thank you so much for choosing local. Hope you had a nice weekend. I had a bit of a hectic weekend, which all kicked off with a big milestone in my house. Somebody turned seven in my house. And, you know, with everything that comes with birthdays, I love, you know, I love all the time. I love the, you know, the, the cake at home together and that sort of stuff and just kind of hanging out and have the cake and all that. That's lovely. But when it comes to the kids' birthday party. I do dread it. Yeah, I do dread it. Why do I dread it? Well, look at There's so many things. From the moment your child wakes up at 6am, which was the case in our house, he will just incessantly ask if it's time for the party. Is the party yet? Is it time for the party? Is it time for the party? Is it time for the party? This is what you get. Uh, the second thing, there'll be one kid, or in our case, two kids who are so overwhelmed by the party, they will cry as you frantically try and console them as their parents flee the scene in case they might have to stay. That does happen. Number three, one kid will climb on something that's completely unclimbable as the others try and follow suit. You try and slightly kind of try to wrestle slash bribe this child to come down off that before you break your leg or whatever. Number four, so much food will go uneaten because they are just so hyper about being together in an environment without their parents. So they will just be wired. They will scream, we want food, we want dancing, we want cake at the top of their lungs whilst you look at the clock willing for it all to be over. Number six, there will be one parent that is late. No judgment from me, you know. It is hard to find that little bit of peace and quiet to yourself that the hour and a half of a party will provide you. And number seven... 
On the way home, your kid will proudly announce what he wants to do for next year's birthday as you just sink further and further into your car seat. (laughs) That was my experience of the birthday party. Now look, people say, you know, you shouldn't do it in your own house. Have it somewhere else. It's going to be stress-free, you know, have it somewhere else. That's a lie as well, by the way. It is not stress-free. I would say it's nearly a little bit more stressful because you've, you've got the added pressure of like losing somebody's chi- child in like a jungle gym play area scenario. You know, you've got that. Now, your house might be clean-ish when you go home, but uh, yeah, there's a lot more stress. I don't know. I think this is stressful just anyway. Birthday parties for kids means stress. <laughs> it does. And I'm just like, next year, you know what? Let's just have the family over and a cake. That's what I'm doing. Oh... John Legend, All of Me on LMFM's 11 to 1. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. The rise and the increase in the use of AI and the dangers around it. Well, an article appeared online last Thursday and it was a deliberate deception. The Irish Times had published it. I had actually read it and thought it was just... I kind of got a bit angry at the article. I'm going to tell you all about it just after these. The 11 to 1 show. Irish women's obsession with fake tan is problematic. That was the headline that stopped me in my tracks as I was mid-scroll around uh, the website of the Irish Times last week. I read the full article and... I was thinking, now this has gone a step too far. It was um, written by someone claiming to be a young immigrant woman in Ireland, observing, you know, the fact that women here like to use fake tan. And she was kind of, I suppose, um, comparing it to kind of, you know, cultural appropriation, this kind of thing. And it was quite, quite, quite a scathing enough article. Now it appears that uh, this seems to have been a deliberate deception. The Irish Times say that it fell victim to this. Uh, The article appeared online last Thursday and uh, the editors now have said that um, it published this article but less than 24 hours after the publication I became aware that the column may not have been genuine, which led it to remove it from the site and carry out a review, which is ongoing now at the moment. So it appears up there uh, on the site um, to have been produced, at least in part, using generative AI technology. So this idea that we, we've been talking about, you know, like the chatbots, the chat AI, this sort of stuff, where I was sort of joking about this um, a couple of weeks ago, saying, you know, like that students be going you know, chatbot, write me an essay about Romeo and Juliet or something and then it'll it'll churn it out. So this may have been what has happened. Um, so they say it was a hoax. The person it was corresponding with was not who they claimed to be. Uh, the newspaper had fallen victim to a deliberate and coordinated deception. So I don't know if it's a case that was it just all written by the AI technology or was, I don't know, I don't know. They're still kind of investigating this. And obviously the person that they thought that they were contacting with, uh, in contact with on email wasn't who they say they were as well. So this has just, yeah, highlighted a lot of issues. This is going to bring up a lot of issues, this use of AI technology. And I, like I say, I read the article and I was, you know, really angry afterwards. And then I le- looked at the comments and there's a lot of people commenting, a lot of people from lots of different backgrounds and nationalities commenting on it. So it's just, you know, already we are seeing this sort of stuff happening now with this this kind of more reliance on this sort of technology. This is the first thing. What's going to be next? I don't know, but it's uh, going to, you know, bring all sorts of issues up about, you know, what sort of 
uh, outlets to trust, you know, can you trust, I mean, someone like something like the Irish Times, you know, very well respected um, newspaper, can we trust this sort of news form, this kind of thing. I promise you, I am fully human here behind the microphone. There is nothing, I promise, nothing influencing anything that we will say here, that is for sure. And uh, lmfm.ie, let me tell you, it's written by real people, real humans are writing these articles. But just goes to show you, you have to be on alert and on your guard with this sort of stuff. There's Tom Grant and a little bit of love. I have a competition all this week that you are going to absolutely love. Yes. All this week, I'm giving you the chance to win tickets to Dogitude. It's the Irish Dog Lovers Festival. It's happening next Sunday, the 28th of May at Causey Farm, Gurley, Fordstown, County Mead. So... You can give your dog a special treat, bring him or her for a really great day out. But it's not just great fun for the four-legged friends. There's live music across the day, a delicious food village, trade shows, expert speakers to help you get the best from your pet and lots more. The fun starts 11am, Sunday the 28th. Okay, so Sunday the 28th. And I want to give you tickets to that festival. Okay, so the question, all you have to do is answer this very simple question. So today's question is, name the breed of dog that the evil Disney character Cruella de Vil wanted to make a coat out of its fur. So do you remember the breed of dog that she wanted? There was 101 of them as well. That's a very, ah, come on. That's very easy. What's the breed of dog that the Disney character Cruella de Vil wanted to make a coat out of the fur? If you think you know, 086-1800-658. And I'll be giving you those tickets to Dogitude happening on Sunday the 28th of May. So 086-1800-658. Walking on cars with speeding cars. Earlier this year, so in January this year, over a thousand women from all around the country gathered together at Dunnessee in Westmead to celebrate Nolignamon. And this was so successful that the organiser of this festival, Manaw, wants to bring this whole experience back again to Westmead to Dunnessee on July 1st. We're going to be meeting Lorraine Hogan. She is the founder of Festival Manaw. She's also a life coach and wellness, overall wellness coach. We're going to chat to Lorraine after these the 11 to 1 show this weekend on January 6th this year a thousand women from around the country gathered together at Dunnessee in Westmead to celebrate Nolignamon now this event was set up by wellness coach Lorraine Hogan and she aimed to bring three generations of the family unit of women together to support and empower each other and also raise funds for Ireland's mental health service so this was such a success that now Lorraine wants to bring Festival Manaw to Westmead again this summer just after the summer solstice and there's a huge lineup of the most empowering men and women in the wellness industry to offer a safe space for guidance and love for the women of Ireland. So I'm delighted to be joined on the line now. She's a wellness coach. She's founder of Festival Manaw. Lorraine Hogan is on the line. How are you getting on, Lorraine? Hi, Sinead. How are you? I am great. I agree. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, because you made a big shift in your life a few years ago, around sort of 2014, 2015. You decided to go in a different direction, studying fitness, nutrition, that sort of stuff, and then eventually training to be a life coach. So how did all of this come about? I suppose um, I was a busy mum of three, so I worked as a social care worker for the last 18 years, and I was always really into, you know, holistic well-being, taking care of yourself, your mind, your body, your soul, and 
it was just really a natural gravitation towards then delivering, um, becoming a life coach, becoming a fitness instructor, and now going more down the holistic route, I suppose, becoming a yoga instructor, a cacao facilitator, creating my own retreats, uh, Anam Tua. And then from there, I, I was hosting weekly women's circles because I just think it's so important for us women, especially in the busy lifestyle that we all live, you know, seeing to children, working full time, but needing that extra support. My son at the time was going through a lot of mental health issues. COVID had happened. You know, there was a lot of struggles within my own life. Mm-hmm. And I just felt that I'm going to set up some women's circles, you know, to create and offer that space for other women to come together and support each other. And the power behind that sort of led then to Festival Manal <laughs> being created uh, in the heart of Ireland um, for, yeah, just to have this really holistic, empowering space for women to come together and you know, just celebrate our goddess energy, come come back to the land, come back to who we are as women, because I think we get so lost in who we are. You know, when you're a mother, you're raising children, when yeah. you're busy, life, life continues to, to, to act and, and be, but yet we sometimes forget who we are as women and just the power of women meeting in circle and the power of us coming together to support each other. It's really all about supporting each other as well. You know, um, everybody has so many amazing gifts to give and to share with the world and to share with each other it's that was like the concept behind it and it really just you know it, it just off. became such an incredible thing that I'm so, super proud of and yeah I've been amazing that's, that's, women around me to help me support this um this this the space that we can offer to women. Yeah, and I, I, so many really things right. from, from what you're saying there absolutely resonates with me as well. This idea of women coming together, which is, you know, something that we don't take time to do. You know, I'm always talking about that, you know, making time to do this sort of stuff, coming together as a group in, in a circle, supporting each other. And, you know, like you say there, you know, a lot of the time we are too busy running around after other people and particularly mothers kind of, you know, our own needs and our own identity can sort of get lost in the mix of all of that. So I think that that's vitally important and it's great to see so many people coming on board with this and and, and buying into this idea so this is kind of where you come in to sort of facilitate this which is which is fantastic and one of the things um that uh, struck me about what you do is that you don't say kind of you know just concentrates on helping someone say find a new career or help somebody get over an emotional blockage that kind of thing your approach is sort of the whole mind body soul healing transformation in what you do Yes, I, I, I fully believe that, yes, we can, like, as a life, a life coach, yes, we can set goals, yes, we can um, create, you know, something that we want to achieve in our lives, but if deep down inside we don't feel worthy enough of these goals or we don't feel that love for ourselves, and I would have struggled with, with my own mental health and my own insecurities, like most of us do, we all do, it's very hard to just wake up and be confident. Mm. It's, a daily, it's a daily task, and it's a daily task that I still have to do each and every day to believe in myself, to believe in my worthiness, that I am worthy of achieving anything I can achieve. So I just think that yes, life coaching is incredible. Yes, fitness is incredible and good nutrition is incredible. But you need to really go deep into your own healing journey and into your own heart space and really remember who you are. And that's what I, I, I do a lot of empowerment coaching of, of remembering who you are and that you are worthy to achieve and, and, and live the life that you want to achieve and be a mother and be an entrepreneur and, you know, work, you know, work yes. at home, wherever it is you work that we are all worthy of, of the life that we want to live. And, you know, for women, we're constantly seen to other people. It's just part of what we do. We're a feminine energy. You know, this is, this is what we are. We're nurturers. 
but how often do we nurture ourselves? And that's the whole concept behind it, giving back to yourself, filling your own cup, making sure that you're feeling really, really good in yourself. And then that ripple effect and that energy will flow into all areas of your life. So when we're feeling amazing, you know, that's just going to be the game changer in your life yeah. to be really, really happy. And that's the ultimate goal is to be happy it in really who you is. are. It is, it absolutely. And where you are right now in your life. So it, this uh, festival, it, as, as you say, it, it was c- kind of came out of the idea of the women's circles that you were running. And there was yeah. a huge response to the Nolik Naman event, which um, happened yeah. on January 6th. So this is the only women's holistic festival in Ireland, which is which is great. Yeah. And, and, and you have it, as you say, exclusively for women. Why, why is that important to you? Well, I just think the power of women and it was all it was all like fueled by women and the energy that I create in, in each and every circle and any circle that happen to, it happens in Ireland. It's just it's it's a different energy sitting in circle with women than it is in a group. Now, I facilitate a lot of groups. I have yeah. my own group retreat and stuff like that. Um, not taken away from our male counterparts. They're amazing. But I just think when we come together as women, it's it's a, it's a really safe space for us to be vulnerable, to feel mm-hmm. held. You know, and to, to to support each other and really um we can really relate to each other, you know, and, and speak from from an understanding point of view, you know. Yes. yes oh I, totally. I, we're all we're all the same. We really are all the same. Some people may look as if they've it all figured out. Nobody has it all figured out. And it's just normalizing being a woman. And yeah. and that's really it. Normalizing what our struggles normal normalizing you know, what we all go through on, on a daily basis. And, and I think within that space, we can create then the support system that we have for each other. So, yeah, and then bringing the holistic, the holistic... Um, oh, there's so much into this. Doing. Yeah. So so tell yeah. me about what's going to happen on July 1st, because I did something that did um, uh, spark off in my mind there, and you, you mentioned it there earlier on, is this idea of um, the, the, the cacao uh, drinking and yeah. ceremony around that. Tell me about that, because I've, I've seen that pop up a little bit here and there on my Instagram. I follow a lot of people like yourself, yeah. Lorraine, on, on Instagram. I just find that, that my feed is <laughs> is uh, kind of filled with <laughs> positivity. <laughs> yeah, so t- tell me um, about this because this is sort of something that I've seen in the last cacao. year or so. Yeah, okay. So cacao would have been like, so I started um, thinking with cacao, I'd say about two to three years ago now. Yeah. And it has truly, truly changed my life. Um, I'm working a lot more with plant medicine at the moment. And so cacao is a plant medicine and it's it's chocolate, I suppose, in its, its, its original form. It's mm-hmm. hand by women it's ceremonial cacao it's not the cacao that you'd buy in the supermarket so yeah. ceremonial cacao I'm affiliated with Soru who supply cacao it's an Irish brand and they bring it into into Ireland and it's a beautiful beautiful brand of cacao so I'd say check check out Soru or my page for um, if you're looking for cacao ceremonies or cacao um, so really what it does it's a beautiful feminine energy and it allows you on a spiritual level to drop into your heart space and really look at, you know, your soul and your heart and who you are and feel all the emotions that you're feeling and heal all the emotions that you need to heal within that heart space. Um, you also get like, it sort of very gently guides you with little nudges and intuitions as to where you should go on your path. So okay. it's not, it's not a psychedelic. It's, it's, um, it's just a very, very um, gentle guidance in direction. Sort of calming, you know, that comfort kind of feeling, is it? Yeah. 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 So that's on a spiritual level, but on a physical level, it releases all these feel-good, blissful hormones in in the brain, um, serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine. So 
physically, on a physical level, makes you feel good. So it is a natural antidepressant. Mm-hmm. It increases the blood flow in our body. So it actually gives you a beautiful glow. It allows all our blood to, to get flowing in our body. Um, it's full of magnesium, so it calms the body, calms the mind. It's overall, it's a superfood. It's full of antioxidants. There's so many health benefits and spiritual benefits to cacao. It's like, I'm just like, every day I have it and I'm just such an advocate for saying, please, if if you're feeling called, if you're listening to this now, go find some cacao ceremony that you can sit in space Mm. with and, and just, I suppose... Be inquisitive of of the journey that I can bring it on because it's, it's it was life changing for me and you know yeah I, 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 and I've seen that from a lot of people absolutely it really is and this is only going to be one little element uh, of the festival back uh, for for July so yeah. yeah so so talk me through this yeah. what's going to happen July first because well, I, you're I'd aiming say, a, a, for a Guinness World Record as well aren't you. Well, we aimed for the Guinness World Record in July or in January, which we didn't get. But we did get the Irish World Record of the most amount of women in circle in Ireland. So oh, fantastic! That's, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And um, so this time we're we're just aiming for as many women to come together again. We do call it for the three generations of women because I mm-hmm. think it's so important that we can like teach our children how to sit in circle, teach our children how to how to empower themselves to be a woman and, and really, you know, stand in our power as women, you know. I think that the younger generation really needs to, to to actually empower themselves before they start looking at social media and stuff like oh, that. Oh, God, yeah. You know, so I think we need to change the script on that. And then bringing your mother, even four generations, your grandmother, you know, it would be amazing to see that many generations of women come together and celebrate being a woman and celebrate all these holistic modalities. So on the day, I'd be thinking goddess slash hippie vibes. Love so it. we have so much to offer. So we'll have like your yoga, your breath work, your cacao ceremonies. We're going to have Hawthorne tea ceremonies because Hawthorne tea is actually the Irish heart healing medicine. So we're really tapping back into all this Irishness and cultural stuff. Um, we have a huge... Uh, red space, red tent space. We've two red tent space for women. So again, it's coming back to our womb, giving mm-hmm. our womb that love and care. We've yoni steaming. We've got amazing talks from women on uh, womb care, womb health, womb healing, um, sexual sexual consent, mm-hmm. this type of stuff as well, which is really empowering for women. And we need to know about all these things. And um, we have empowering speeches from. Um, some guys as well on mental health. We have music. We'll have lots of music, some Irish cultural music on the day, some drumming. Um, what else? What else? I'm trying to think now. We have an amazing tattoo, like Arcade, where, where we have our own tattoo. We have our own festival, Manal Tattoo, but there'll be tattooing and henna and breadlocks and everything on the day. Um, lots so, of so much stuff. to enjoy. And, and as you say there, the proceeds, what's really important to you is to give back and the proceeds are going to so sad. Yeah, so the proceeds in January went to So Sad. Um, I'd done the whole festival for So Sad because it was something that was really important to me because my son was suffering with mental health. Yeah. And to give that, that uh, charity a platform as well and recognition. And I worked as a social care worker for 18 years. So I've worked with young offenders and I've worked in that line and it was just important to give back to the charity. So I just think, 
you have to you have to give out to receive as well. Yes, so important. It really, really is. Believe about what you give out comes back. I think the 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 vibe of this sounds amazing. I think people are going to get so much benefits from it. Uh, looking forward to it, uh, coming to the to the Westmead area again, July first. Yeah. Lorraine, thank you so so much for joining oh, us today. Thank you, Renee. Yeah, and if anyone's on online listening now or on radio listening now, we have a goddess code for ten percent off. Today is the last day of it, so um, get yourself get yourself your goddess code and get your tickets and uh, yeah fantastic amazing part of the world as well lovely lovely stuff thank you for thank having you so me. much Lorraine thanks a and million I just want to mention we are up for an award with Jim and Coffee this Wednesday so oh, amazing uh, huge huge achievement um, to be even nominated for an award we're up against like Wellfest and some of the really big festivals around so yeah really, oh, congr- really listen nice. fingers crossed for that one and congratulations <laughs> as you say on getting on getting the nomination uh, it's going to be happening on July 1st, festivalmanaw.com. That's where you're going to find all the information. The 11 to 1 show with Gil. Can I please say a big happy belated birthday for my daughter Tracy Lennon in Cross Akeels Kells that's coming in with lots of love from mom. I hope you're having a great day. She says uh, we're going to dedicate this one to you. Here's Anastasia. Well, maybe you should go. There's Anastasia left outside alone. News at 12 is approaching. But after that, 500,000 people in this country are undiagnosed with celiac disease. Do you know the symptoms? We're going to be talking about this with dietitian Sarah Kyo. That's on the way after 12. The 11 to 1 show. Sinead Brazel here with you. You are listening to 11 to 1. All the details of the BAFTAs on the way for you. But first, here's... Fine Young Cannibals, she drives me crazy. The Glitz and Glamour was out in force last night for the BAFTA TV Awards and Derry Girls and Bad Sisters all sweeping the boards, it seems. Um, Siobhan McSweeney, Anne-Marie Duff, Lisa McGee and Sharon Horgan all won BAFTA TVs for their roles in Derry Girls Bad Sisters and uh, it was just such a great uh, acceptance speech by a lot of them <laughs> at this. Uh, particularly, I, I just love Siobhan, Siobhan McSweeney who plays the, the, the principal nun in, in Derry Girls. I mean, she's just a class act. She really is and she had an absolutely hilarious speech. Absolutely brilliant. Um, also, uh, Sharon Horgan praised the show and the people on it saying it was a really difficult shoot but uh, she praised the brilliant cast during the speech and we do know that we are getting a second series of Bad Sisters which is absolutely brilliant really excited about that uh, yeah and uh, Siobhan for Derry Girls um, she said something along the lines of you know I've been warned not to do a political statement um, she says so as my mother lay dying in Cork one of the very last things she said to me was would I not consider retraining as a teacher and then she says if she could see me now getting a BAFTA for playing a teacher jokes on you I mean this is always the thing isn't it with, with parents particularly when you go into creative careers as well they're like oh look would you just not go back now and retrain as a teacher the teacher is the sort of safe option um, but she did pay tribute 
to the people of Derry as well she says uh, th- and, and to just everybody but she says uh, thank you for taking me into your hearts and your living rooms I mean what a series what a series Derry Girls it is over though that's the only thing but it's one of those ones now like Father Ted that you'll go back to again and again and again it's just that iconic and that classic it really is brilliant uh, now let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi, I'm Crossy. Derry Girls won Best Scripted Comedy at the BAFTA TV Awards last night. Creator Lisa McGee said it was a great end to the series, winning the award. When we started making Derry Girls, we'd tell people we were making a comedy about teenagers navigating the troubles. And the standard response was, that's not funny. <laughs> it doesn't have runaway hats written all over it. But what we find is in the specific, there is always the universal, always the ordinary and the extraordinary. And if you really look hard enough, there's always light in the dark. Um, what an amazing end to our Derek Gator's journey. It's been a privilege making this show and thank you for watching. Thank you. Comedian Jack Whitehall has announced he is expecting his first child with girlfriend Roxy Horner. The couple shared a picture of their ultrasound on Instagram. Lorraine won the Eurovision for Sweden over the weekend. It was the most watched Eurovision show since it began. Speaking after the win, she tried to explain how she felt. I am seriously overwhelmed. So you have to ask me that question tomorrow, darling. (laughs) This is so beautiful. One feeling that I have in my body, it's like, and it's taken over. It's just gratitude. I feel so thankful to all of you guys. 2012, everything was new for me. Like, I I was a very naive girl. I didn't know what to expect, you know, and and so, so. But this time, you know, it's like, you've heard this a million times, but it's like, it's like coming back to a family. Like, hi guys, we've had an 11 year long relationship. We know each other by now, so. That's The Buzz, I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. And as well as that, Lorene said it would be nice to duet with Irish singer Johnny Logan because they are the only two singers to win the Eurovision contest twice. So there you go. Swedish pop star claimed the victory, as we know, on Saturday and she became the first woman to win the contest twice but she said yeah maybe a nice ballad herself and Johnny Logan now I think I'd be on board for that I would yeah Sweden and Ireland coming together now I know an offering your vision obviously but she said yeah she would be open to a duet with our own Johnny Logan uh, he I don't know what his feeling is on it but you never know watch this space <laughs> Niall Horan with Heaven on LMFM's 11 to 1. There are 500,000 people undiagnosed with celiac disease living in Ireland. Huge, huge number. I didn't realise it was that big. 500,000. And this week, the Celiac Society of Ireland are holding their gluten-free or celiac awareness week. So they're going to be shining a light on all of these undiagnosed and we're going to be raising awareness of the condition. I'm going to be chatting to dietitian Sarah Kyo next. The 11 to 1 show. Yes, this week marks Celiac Awareness Week dedicated to raising awareness and educating people around this autoimmune disease and it's a very important opportunity to highlight this because it's not a fad or a lifestyle choice it's a serious lifelong condition and this year the campaign is focusing on the 500,000 undiagnosed uh, gluten intolerant or celiac people living in Ireland so the society is asking people to donate to their fundraising campaign and there's lots of different events that's happening this week Joining me now to tell us more is Dietitian Sarah Kyo. Welcome back, Sarah. How are you getting on? 
I'm good, Sinead. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Now, I know that there's around 50,000 of us who have celiac disease, but there's an estimated 500,000 undiagnosed. Such a huge figure out there. And and why do we think uh, this is and why is there such a large figure? So what we have is a mixture of people with celiac disease, which is an autoimmune reaction to gluten. And then there's lots of people as well that have a mild to a severe intolerance to gluten as well. And they're two slightly different conditions in how they react in the body. So with celiac, we know that there should be around 75,000 people with celiac disease diagnosed in Ireland. We know we only have about 15,000 of them, we think. So we have about 63,000 undiagnosed celiacs in Ireland. With gluten intolerance, it's a little harder to test for because there isn't a specific test for it. But we do, you know, there's lots of people who know that they don't feel great when they eat wheat. And so you're kind of ruling out a few things if that's you, if someone's getting a bit of bloating or whatever. Could you have celiac disease? Could you have a wheat allergy? Could you be fructose sensitive? Or could you actually be genuinely um, gluten intolerant? So it's really, I suppose, a big focus for Celiac Awareness Week this week is to really get people to get tested for celiac disease. You know, if you're finding you're having any sort of funny tummy, it, lots of times people don't realise what can be signs of celiac yes. disease. And everybody's waiting for sort of the diarrhoea and the weight loss. But actually, that's quite unusual these days. Um, and part of the Awareness Week, we're really just flagging some of the other times to get tested. Yeah, and this is the thing, as you say, like like the, there's gluten gluten intolerance, there's celiac disease. Some of them kind of have are intertwined a little bit in terms of symptoms, that sort of stuff. So it can be really difficult. So what are the key symptoms that people need to be looking out for? Well, with celiac disease, you can about sixty percent of people with celiac disease will have gut symptoms. So they will have. They can have a little bit of diarrhoea or a lot. They can have some constipation. They can have a little bit of bloating or a lot. Or they can have some stomach pain. But about 40% of people with celiac disease actually have either no gut symptoms or they're so mild it doesn't occur to them that they need to get them checked. And so what people can also get is a lot of fatigue. So they're tired. So one of the things we'd flag to people if you're someone who, you know, do you know if you go to the doctor every so often and your yeah. iron is a bit low every so often? You, that should always trigger a celiac test. You shouldn't be kind of running low in iron all the time. So that should be a celiac test, even if you've no gut symptoms. Same if you've low vitamin B12. Even if you've no gut symptoms, that still needs a celiac test. If you have a family member, so you remember celiac disease is genetic, so you're 10 times more likely to be celiac if someone in your family has it. So it's a 1 in 10 chance if you have a parent, sibling, child with celiac disease. But two other things to really flag, if you're lactose intolerant, if you're someone who gets a bit bloated when you drink milk, 24% of people with lactose intolerance are actually celiac because celiac disease will cause a temporary lactose intolerance. So if you're lactose intolerant, you also need a celiac test. And if you have irritable bowel syndrome, if you haven't been tested for celiac disease, you need a celiac test. Because what we see in, in the celiac society a lot is people going, ah, oh, you know, I was having a bit, I get a bit of bloating, a bit of diarrhea, but I thought it was just a bit of IBS. Yeah. And actually it's been celiac disease the whole time. So you need to get tested. And that's really important about the lactose uh, intolerance as well, because with our daughter, she was lactose intolerant uh, when she was born. And okay. then this sparked. Now, you know, as you said, the temporary thing, she grew out of that after the age of one, she grew out of that. And then it was only further down the line. I think she was about 10 when she actually got tested for, for celiac. So that's really interesting that you said that connection now has, mm-hmm. has, has, has come, come to the fore for me. And in terms of the um, definitive diagnosis, like, so you go to the GP, that's the first uh, step. What happens after that then? 
Well, I'm just going to take you back one step. Yes. The big, big rule is keep eating gluten. Oh, yes. The first thing everyone does is they say, I shall give up the gluten and see how I feel. Don't do that because if you give up the gluten and then get tested, your test will come back negative even if you are celiac. And that's one of the reasons lots of people go on to think maybe they're gluten intolerant when actually they have celiac disease. And I have to say, it's really important to get diagnosed. Someone was saying to me, well, sure, does it matter? Because, you know, if you're celiac, you need a very strictly gluten-free diet. Yes. And if you're not on your strict gluten-free diet, you get more bowel cancer, you get more osteoporosis, you get an earlier menopause, you get nerve damage. Like, it is a big, serious condition. You need to be tested and treated. So keep eating your gluten. Go to your GP. Um, now, don't go anywhere else. There's kind mm-hmm. of food intolerance things marketed all over the place. They won't either diagnose or rule out celiac disease for you. So go to your GP, blood test. And if your blood test is positive, then adults will be sent for a biopsy. So that's where they'll put a camera down, take a tiny, that bit doesn't hurt, tiny biopsy. Um, and I know when people think you have the thoughts of the camera going down, I've had it myself. It is such a non-event as a Oh, test. listen, I had it too. It, yeah. it really is. To be honest, you're more just sort of groggy from the anaesthetic. Like you're, yeah. you're, you're sort of a little bit out of it, so you kind of don't mind. <laughs> you don't even notice it. You know, I remember even myself, and I've been telling people for years that I was a bit nervous going, but I yes. have to say it wouldn't cost me a thought to have another one. Yeah. So, and, you know, get the biopsy because then we know exactly what you've got. And, you need to be properly diagnosed because you need to be properly treated. So you mm-hmm. need to see a registered dietitian. You're going to need a bone scan. You're going to need, you know, information. It's not just a gluten-free diet. You need to be followed up every year with blood tests. You know, get properly diagnosed. So you get your proper care for what is can be quite a serious autoimmune disease, but one that we can treat. And that's the lovely thing about it. It's very, very treatable. It's very treatable. The, the, the hardest thing is getting around the diet. That is oh, the yeah. hardest thing because gluten, the little bugger, is in absolutely <laughs> everything. Everywhere, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> is in everything so that's the thing and like there's lots of different things that people need to remember as well um, like you know the likes of separate uh, pans separate toasters separate oh, yeah. busters, uh, butters like I mean uh, the, the, really the, the a lot of the time particularly when it comes to the family meal in our house like myself and my daughter are celiac the lads aren't celiac so but to make things easier you know if you're doing a, a, a main dish for everybody we use the gluten free pasta say for example and we just yeah. kind of use everything gluten free that way so it's just easier but there yeah. can be such a huge issue in terms of cross contamination I know this is a massive issue as well in restaurants and eating out and this kind of thing but it is getting better. It is and I have to say fair play to restaurants because so many of them are recognising this as a genuine condition as opposed to yet another fad you know. Yes. And I have to say a lot of restaurants are really stepping up and they're and again it's not easy I have to say fair play to restaurants who do it it's not easy as you said the cross-contamination like if a gluten-free muffin touches touches an ordinary muffin it is not gluten-free anymore. Yeah. And you know people are often astonished that like if 20 millionths of the food has gluten in it that's a problem because everyone would say oh, well you can get gluten free bread you know and you can and there's fabulous ones out there and like we're delighted the promise gluten free is sponsoring the awareness week for us this week you know so there's fabulous bread out there that's gluten free that's nearly the easy bit the hard bit is well is there gluten in my stock cube is there gluten yeah. in my dried herbs is there gluten in my lentils is there gluten you know once you're starting to buy anything that's had anything done to it and that's where the celiac food list comes in for the celiac society because labels alone are not enough yes. if it says gluten free brilliant but where labels have to tell you if there's gluten in the ingredient list, they don't have to tell you if there's been crossed. That may contain is optional on foods. And foods can contain gluten enough to make someone sick, even if it doesn't actually say it on the label. Now, it's unusual, but the celiac food list that we do it for our members every year, we talk to manufacturers, we find out what's on site, what could possibly be touching the food, and only things that are definitely, definitely going to be free from ingredients and cross-contamination go into that food list. So people have that reassurance um, with that. So, you know, anything we can do to make life 
make it easier for everybody yes. with celiac disease. Uh, they, and this is where they are a real lifeline. They are Celiac Society of Ireland, such a great support. So they have organised Celiac Awareness Week. One of the big things that they're doing is to focus on the 500,000 that are undiagnosed, but also they have a huge fundraising campaign. Well, that's it. And we're trying to just raise money because um, we're a very small charity. Yeah. And, you know, as I say, we often laugh that there's, we, there is no medicine for celiac disease. So there's that kind of big sponsorship isn't there for us. So we're, we do, you know, we're trying to do a huge amount. Um, like we calculated up doing the food list takes about 6,000 man hours a year. Wow, OK. And that's very that's small That's not charity. a nice job, can we just say. That it's must be lo- tedious. Yeah. yeah. Well, can I just say, Laura is our main person in our office who does that. And we all support her with, but it is a huge job. Yeah. Um, but it's a really important one. So we're looking just for funding to help support the children of celiac disease, to raise awareness, to get people test some people can be 10 to 14 years before they're diagnosed so it's just we educate health professionals as well so any support so all the information about celiac awareness week is on our website celiac.ie so c-o-e-l-i-a-c dot i-e we've information on our instagram account at celiac ireland if anybody wants to pop on and donate anything euro two euros we will take absolutely anything would be fantastic but we've loaded the free events so we've one at lunchtime today that's going to talk about getting diagnosed. You can pop on for that. We will have look at getting tax back on your gluten-free foods tomorrow. Um, I'm going to oh, be talking about... Oh, that's the one about, day I'll be interested in. Oh, that's do. <laughs> because do. some of that, like you know, the, it's the idea, though, of keeping all the receipts and everything. You know, that's something that people need to consider as well with regards to that. But you can, there are certain foods, um, like your breads, your pastas, uh, that kind of stuff that you can actually get money back from because it's so expensive, some of the celiac foods. Mm. But actually, Jill Brennan, who's our CEO had a fantastic meeting with Revenue this year and now it's not just foods labelled gluten-free you can claim back, it's anything in the food list. Oh, okay. And that's, that's why if, if, if people are a member of the Celiac Society, they get their food list and then if they just keep all the receipts, because the thing about it is you might have to buy the more expensive brand of tomato ketchup because the cheaper one yeah. has gluten in it. So even if it's not labelled gluten-free, it is still a bigger cost. So that webinar tomorrow is at lunchtime tomorrow and anybody with celiac disease can pop on and learn what they need to do to get their tax. Because we were calculating out for some families, it was coming up at nearly, I think, 1,800 euros of a return, which oh, wow. is just huge. Yeah. So really important to look at that. I'll be talking later in the week on when the gluten-free diet isn't working. So sometimes mm-hmm. people run into problems. So I'll be doing one for healthcare professionals and another one for everybody. So people can come along to that. If you have a look, we've some Q&A. So Laura, our nutritionist, and Francis, our chef, will be talking and our food advisor. They're going to be having a chat. People can come in and ask questions. Like we've loads going on. Um, if you're around Dublin, we have a pub quiz if you want to come along to that on Wednesday night. Um, but look, any support that anybody wants to give us, but also any information, ring us, email us. We are there for anybody, you know, any questions about whether you might be celiac or if you do have celiac disease, come and talk to us. Yeah, and if people are listening here today and are suffering from these symptoms and are ignoring it, please don't do that. Celiac.ie, you know, is a great, as you say, uh, a resource there. Lots of information that you can find. And just pop along to the GP and just even get that peace of mind. Well, that's it. You know, you might as well, because rule it out. Yeah. At least if you if you have the test, then you know that that's not it. And, you know, if it is irritable bowel, brilliant registered dietitians can help you out. But that's so incredible. There's brilliant, brilliant people around. There really is. Sarah, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and provide us with all that information. Well, not at all. Really appreciate you highlighting it first, Sinead. Thanks a million, Sarah Kyo there. Celiac.ie, that's where you're going to find all the details of all the different events that's happening for Celiac Awareness Week. The 11 to 1 show ends. There's Seal Kiss from Rose and LMFM's 11 to 1. More details of our competition for Dogitude on the way, but first time for this. 
LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes, backed by Bordgosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. KTF Housing Limited require a full-time combi lift driver based in Dundalk. To apply, please contact careers at ktf.ie. The Green Schools programme requires travel officers to work with schools in the Louth area. If you'd like to uh, apply, you can email hr at eeu.ontoshka.org or check out greenschoolsireland.org. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. Yes, all this week we're giving you the chance to win tickets to Dogitude. It's the Irish Dog Lovers Festival. It's happening Sunday the 28th of May at Causey Farm, Gurley, Fordstown, County Mead, where you can give your dog a special treat and bring him or her for a really great day out. But it's not just a great fun for our four-legged friends. There's live music across the day, a delicious food village, trade shows, expert speakers to help you get the best from your pet and lots more. The fun starts at 11am on Sunday day the 28th so don't miss it it's at Causey Farm all you have to do is answer this simple question I've got a pair of tickets up for grabs I need you to name the breed of dog that the evil Disney character Cruella de Vil wanted to make a coat from the fur do you remember the dog the breed of dog that she wanted the the fur coat from if you think you know 086-1800-658 don't forget to include your own details on that as well and I'll pick a winner towards the end of the show Dermot Kennedy better days now on Saturday the 3rd of June uh, there's a very interesting event that is happening it's uh, celebrating the vital role that women played in the Irish Revolution so it's called Remembering Women in the Revolutionary Years A Drogheda Perspective 1922 it's being hosted by Councillor Michelle Hall Mayor of Drogheda and it's going to be happening in St Peter's Church of Ireland Hall in Drogheda on that day and it's going to feature a range of speakers they're going to discuss women's contributions to the Irish Revolution from all different angles and present stories of women in uh, highlight their role as well so, uh, you know in terms of shaping the history of the nation so there's a keynote speaker Dr Leanne Lane and she's going to discuss Dorothy McCardle and also focus on female activists in the area of suffrage and involvement in the Irish Revolutionary period. And uh, there's lots of different uh, topics throughout the day. It's going to be open to the public. Everyone's welcome to go along to that. It starts at 9.30am sharp. There'll be a light lunch which is provided as well. And it'll kind of finish up around 2pm. But if you search for it on Eventbrite, so eventbrite.ie, and if you just key in Remembering Women in the Revolutionary Years, a draw it at Perspective 1922. That's the sort of thing to, to key in. And it is happening Saturday the 3rd of June at St Peter's uh, Church of Ireland Hall in Drogheda. Very interesting. Now I'm uh, going to take a quick break but after that I have music from ABBA for you. The 11 to 1 show. Freshman's performance last night at the Brits, Lewis Capaldi. That is the lot for us on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Do stay tuned for Barbara Scully. She's in for Jerry on the late lunch, but I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.